How you going, girls? You good? Happily digesting? Had a great dinner? Turn to someone, give them a hug and say, you're looking good tonight. Thank you, worship team. That was fantastic. I was watching uh, Sister Worship Pastor with the bubby. What's your name? Kate? What's your bubby's name? Madison? I'm watching Madison clap her hands and then raise her little hands. I tell you what, melts your heart. Hey, I figured if I felt like that, watching, you know, the, you know, the, the worship of a, a, a child, I don't even know. How much more does our Heavenly Father just love it when he sees his children? So you've instilled some good stuff in her, hey? She's doing more than mimicking. She's really, you've instilled it in her. You're training her. You can see it. You're a great mum. Great dad. Well done. They're great. I've got another question to add to Jenny's. Aussie pop quiz there. Who won the 2008 Aussie Rules Grand Final? Just finished 20 minutes ago. I just got the results on the... <laughs> See if anyone's got a word of knowledge. <laughs> Wrong. Hawks. Hawthorne won. There you go. <laughs> they threw that in. And how great were the dance team? How, how you girls switched from disco to boot scooting to, you know, to I don't know what. What was it at the end? I was expecting hip-hop, but that wasn't quite hip-hop. Was that, that was rock at the end. No, not to my day, not my sort of rock. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was pretty grunty. Does it have a name? Who choreographed it? Which Jenny? Different people dance. I'd like to know if that last bit had an actual, had a name. It was. Nah, she's not here. We're only guessing. Never mind. Move on. But anyway, I thought, I, I thought it was. <laughs> I, you get my sense of humour. I like that. <laughs> I thought it was great anyway. Okie dokie. By the way, I have a confession to make, Beryl. I was watching, I watched a little bit of telly while I was, went back from the break and Nigella Lawson was on. And she did this dessert where she grabbed ice cream, mixed it with a, a crunched up honeycomb, honey-coated peanuts and chocolate drops, right? And I thought, gee, that looks interesting. And I had a whole heap of crunchy bars in my hospitality pack. I wonder if Beryl's got any ice cream. She told me to make myself at home. She told me to make myself at home. So I wonder if there's any ice cream in it. And all I could find was the frozen yogurt, frozen apricot yogurt. So I went, I got the frozen yogurt. I grabbed one of the crunchy bars. I got your rolling pin, smashed it and mixed it and then got some walnuts out of your cupboard, mixed that in and that was dessert and it was really yummy. It was very nice, not particularly healthy. But uh, Nigella made me do it. What can I say? Nigella made me sin. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Anyway, this is our last night. Let's believe God's going to finish what he started. 
That's what I believe we're right where we should be at this part of the conference. There's nothing worse for me as a, as a as a visiting ministry to feel like we're behind the eight ball, to feel like we're not where we should be. And believe me, that happens from time to time. But I really believe that we are right where we should be. And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to hit the home run tonight. And so, yeah, we're going to get with the program. We're going to step into the zone right now. We're going to let God be God and do what he wants to do. Amen. Have you guys been enjoying it, the fellas around the place? Brother photographer, looks like you've been having a good time. You've been enjoying it about Brother Sam. How about you up in the AV? You know, you look like a football commentator up there or a race caller, don't you? Up there in the, uh, up there in the commentary box. Or like one of the Muppets, you know, the, those two old blokes. <laughs> Not that you're an old bloke, but, you know, up there in... Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Shendra So this is what I want to... Before I, I uh, launch into the Word tonight, I have... Um, some DVD footage to show you. Now, just so you know, this is comedy. What you're about to see is comedy. In case you think I'm coming with some false doctrine, and so you're starting to get a bit uncomfortable, it's supposed to be funny. But even if you don't find it funny, it is relevant to the message. Okay? It's relevant to the message. It's not just an icebreaker, not time just to go to sleep and talk amongst yourselves. Watch it and take it in because... Um, it's um, it's re- relevant to what I'm going to share. So can we show that piece of footage now? Thank you. In conclusion... With the invention, we have finally made men completely redundant. (laughs) Never again will we need to rely on men for anything. Long live feminism! Long live feminism! (laughs) And now, to celebrate, let's all eat salsa. Hey guys, do we need any more salsa? I don't know, I reckon we got, a, uh, got enough open already. Yes. <laughs> uh, did anyone bring any corn chips? <laughs> Hello, I'm a professor. And now that we've learned to open salsa jars using a spoon, We have finally made men completely redundant. (laughs) Once again, let's celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with you? Got the corn chips? That was a big one. So, uh, where's the chip bowl? Does anyone know where the chip bowl is? Okay, how many of you can relate to the salsa jar? Do any of you know what it's like to try and turn the lid of one of those stubborn, resistant, rebellious salsa jar, jam jar, pasta sauce jar, whatever the case might be? You know, before I was married, I used to think a husband would be very useful. 
for amongst other things, turning those jars. I mean, I remember one day, I mean, I virtually dislocated my thumb trying to open one of these these jar lids. Just, I mean, I gave all my best effort. I applied all my strength and it still wasn't enough. And I remember bemoaning the fact to my mother and saying, if only I had a husband to move one, you know, open these things. So she went and bought me one of these little rubber contraptions. They're, like, they're really handy, by the way, really effective that you whack on the lid and it helps you to turn it. I also thought a husband would be useful for lifting my luggage. So the rubber jar lid didn't help that. But would have rather had a husband at the time, but... That was better than nothing. And so, who knows the frustration of trying to shift something that doesn't seem to shift? Does anyone know what it's like to have a situation in life that no matter what you do, how hard you try, you've applied all your strength, all your best efforts, all your great ideas. I mean, you've done everything in the spirit and in the natural and nothing changes. Does anyone know what that's like? Has anyone got a situation right now? I mean, maybe you're here tonight and there is a relationship situation and no matter what you do in order to bring about, you know, that, that a wholesome, happy relationship, it just doesn't seem to change. Maybe tonight is a health situation, a challenge. And, it, you know, you've done everything you know to do. You've gone to every doctor that you know and that thing, that condition is incurable and nothing you do seems to make any difference. Perhaps you're here tonight and spiritually you feel like you've hit the wall. Spiritually, we talked about that earlier today. Spiritually, you know, you, 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 you're frustrated in the area of your destiny. I mean, you don't seem to be where you'd want to be and you've done everything you know to do. I mean, you're obeying God, you're praying, you're reading, your, and yet it still doesn't seem to shift. I mean, there can be all sorts of stubborn, resistant situations in our life in all sorts of areas. I want to know tonight, is there anyone here who at this point in time has got something and it doesn't seem to be moving? You know, for many years, I could, I, could, I could tick off and I could identify areas in my life where God had blessed me, areas where I was experiencing change and breakthrough. I said as well this morning, for many years, I was under the tax-free threshold as a traveling ministry. I mean, my first year, living by faith, my annual income was $4,000 Aussie dollars. Don't ask me how on earth I managed to live, but oh, for, the, for, for one thing, I was boarding with people. The yuppie from Perth, who'd been used to living in the townhouse overlooking the Swan River, was now living in people's lounge rooms. I lived in a laundry for a short time. I lived in the cockroach-infested caravan. I lived in all sorts of circumstances. But I could tell you today, I'm no longer living in a cockroach-infested caravan and I'm no longer under the tax-free threshold. Because God, God shifted it. God moved it. That I, I, I have seen progress. I've seen blessing. I've seen increase. I've seen, I've seen blessing in the, personally, as I said last night, married um, at the age of 43 after believing God on a promise for, for nearly 23 years and an area that for many years was one of those salsa jars. I mean, I hadn't been on a date in 10 years when I got together with my husband-to-be. I mean, it, was, it, it, it seemed like an impossible situation. And I was doing everything right. I, saw, I, mean, I mean, I was obeying God. I mean, I was serving him. You know, and I saw other girls get married. And I'm thinking, what's the deal? 
I'm, 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 I'm believing God. I'm, I'm, I'm obeying. I'm serving him. But the time came and I saw a shift. Well, tonight, if you've got one of these situations, tonight, if there is something, maybe it's in your marriage, maybe there's an area in your soul, maybe there's an area of impossibility in your finances, I've got a promise for you tonight. I want you to turn to Psalm 30. Psalm 30, verse 11. Psalm 30, verse 11. Very simple, well-known scripture. Says, you have turned from me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. You have turned from me. You have turned for me. Do you know what I do now with those stubborn jars that I can't that I can't open, that I can't shift? The ones that I can't turn? I give them to my husband. And he turns for me. I don't have to beg, I don't have to plead, I don't even have to ask. I just hand them over into his direction and without even thinking about it. Isn't it great that seal breaking? You know that And he turns from me because there are some things only he can turn. And God wants you to know tonight there there are some things in your life only he can turn. And he wants to turn for you. He wants to turn for you your mourning into dancing. Because he is the God of the turning. Everybody say, he is the God of the turning. I don't care how impossible it seems, how long you've been in that situation, how long, and maybe you've even learned to live with it. Let me put it to you this way. Because some people in the night might think, well, I don't have any area of mourning because mourning seems to be associated with death or loss or great sadness. But, you know, in Jewish culture, you see, celebration, dancing, was, was, was about victory. I mean, when they danced, it was, it was about victory, celebration. And so, let me ask you this. Let me put it to you this way. Where aren't you dancing? You think, I don't have any areas of mourning. Where aren't you dancing? Where are those areas that you've just learned to live with it? Where, what are those things that you have just assumed, well, this is as good as it gets? It hasn't changed. It hasn't shifted. I've done everything I know to do. I've prayed till I blew in the face. I've handed my shanda my hundai till my tongue's nearly fallen out of my head. I mean, I've sown. I've, I've given offerings. You know, many years ago, it's probably it's about 12 years ago now, I remember the Lord speaking to me through Cornelius. And I have a brother, one sibling, and he doesn't know the Lord. And I remember God speaking to me. Quickening that story of Cornelius. You know, Cornelius who gave of offerings and it got the attention of God and, he, and God sent the apostle Peter to him and his family to preach the word of the Lord and they all got saved. And it was because of his giving, because of his giving. And so I gave an offering, a memorial offering and, and very sacrificial. It wasn't just a small thing, it was a big thing. I meant business. I mean, I'm serious about seeing my brother come to the Lord. I'm talking about a five-figure offering at the time. It was a significant percentage of my annual income. And I gave that. And as I did, I knew it was an obedience to God. 
You know, I, I fully and totally expected to see a shift, to get a response, and nothing changed. I mean, I honestly thought my brother would be on the phone the next day, weeping tears of repentance and asking me to lead him to the Lord. That is how powerful that moment was. And I tried everything to try and win him to the Lord. I was the first to give my heart to the Lord in my family, and I've only seen a couple of them. I mean, my mother gave her heart to the Lord not long after me, but my father was so anti and, 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 and just so... I mean, he didn't talk to me for the first 12 months and I lived in the same house and he was very, very cold for the next five years and it took him 10 to get used to the fact that this wasn't going away. And so my mum's, she kind of, you know, she, she didn't really advance or progress because, she, you know, at the time it was, the heat was on. And, and, um, and, and so I, I, I gave, I've done everything that I've known to do to reach my brother. When I first got born again, it was hard sell. You know, it was, I was the witnessing machine. I gave it to him straight. I remember a number of times being at the dinner table and laying it out on the line. Well, that didn't work. And so I remember, well, perhaps, I, I mean, I will try letting my light shine, not saying anything and just, you know, being a good Christian, well, that never didn't seem to be cutting the mustard. Then I tried generosity and because and, I believe the gift makes room for you. And so, I mean, I've tried everything. I've fasted. I've prayed. I've prayed for hours. I've interceded with friends. I've got into agreement. I've confessed the word of God. Can the prey be taken from the mighty man or the captive of the tyrant be rescued? Surely thus saith the Lord, the prey will be taken from the mighty man and the captive of the tyrant will be rescued. For I will contend with the one who contends with, with you and I will save your brother. That's my rendition of a scripture from Isaiah. Promise God's given me. God's arm is not so short that he cannot save my brother. I mean, I... Done everything and it hasn't changed. And it can be very tempting to just believe that that's as good as it's going to get. That's, that's the way it is. But you know something? I believe God wants to lift our faith tonight for those things that seem totally unshiftable, totally immovable. And he wants to encourage you tonight that his arm is not so short that he cannot save. And he is, is strong enough to shift, to turn your morning in the dancing. Where aren't you dancing? Where aren't you dancing? I believe there's resurrection happening in hearts tonight. Resurrection taking place in the area of lost dreams and, and unfulfilled hope and hopes deferred. God tonight, I believe, wants to stir again. There are times, you know, for many years, I mean, probably for a good six years, I, I totally gave up on the whole marriage dream. I'd gone through the broken relationship that I shared with you today. For those of you who weren't here today, I was uh, in a relationship for two and a half years, you know, moving towards marriage. I believe he was the one. We'd had, con he was in ministry as well. We had confirmations. Our pastors believed it was the will of the Lord. Signs in the heavens, signs on the earth. And then in a very short space of time, the relationship ended. I seriously believed it would we would get back together because I had the prophetic words. I had the promises. And before the year was over, he'd married someone else who I knew. And so I was over men. I was over it, totally. I mean, I became president, secretary and treasurer of the Single Until Jesus Returns Club. 
And I thought, Lord, I'm married to you. You're my husband. I'm just getting on with the call of God. But a time came and it was about six years, five or six years after that, that a prophet came through our church and he stood me up in front of the whole church, prophesied about this tall, dark and handsome man that God had for me. And the embers of promise got rekindled. Just because you're over it now doesn't mean it won't be fulfilled. Just because you've lost hope, given up, suffering from a dislocated thumb, from trying to turn something that only God can turn, doesn't mean he's not going to turn it. From the time I got that prophecy, and by the way, I had many, many prophetic words. Every prophetic being who ever saw me prophesied a husband. I never, ever, ever once had a word saying, called to singleness, although I prophesied it over myself. But, but when that word came, it, it, it quickened again. And I had to believe again that God could turn for me my mourning into dancing. Let me give you another, another scripture here. Psalm 44, 3. Psalm 44, 3. Now, this is referring to the children of Israel. Who remembers children of Israel for generations lived in Egypt under Pharaoh as slaves? That was not their destiny. Hey, I would suggest to you a people in need of a turning. I mean, they were called to be the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. These were God's chosen people and they're making bricks for Pharaoh. I mean, they're, honestly, they're living in, in, in slavery and and so they're in need of a turning and they cry out to God for hundreds of years. And the time came and God raised up Moses, the deliverer, who took them, if you remember, through the Red Sea crossing. And they went into the wilderness where God raised up Joshua and they crossed over Jordan into the promised land. A turning. Yes, they couldn't turn. Hundreds of years they tried and they didn't turn it. Come on. Hundreds of years generations of them wanting to get out of that situation and it didn't change. But then the turning came. And this is what the psalmist says about that turning. For they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arm save them, but it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance because you favoured them. They did not gain possession of the land. In other words, they didn't bring about this turning by their own arm, by their own strength, by their own efforts, by their own ability. No, it was God's right hand. For, with all due respect to any left-handers here, God's right hand. He turned it. That was a circumstance that had seemed immovable and unshiftable for about 400 years. And yet the time came and God turned for them. Why? Because he favoured them. Because of God's favour. God's favour, his love, his approval of you will shift what you cannot shift, will turn what you cannot turn. It's not about who you are, it's about who he is. It's not about what you can do to deserve it because none of us do. It's about 
our willingness to believe his promise, his word, that he can turn for us our mourning and a dancing. He wants to take off your sackcloth and clothe you with gladness tonight. And there is invisible sackcloth here on hearts tonight. There's some of you here and you look happy on the outside and you're doing your best to put up a great front but on the inside you're covered with sackcloth there's a mourning there's an unhappiness there's a discontent and God's promise to you is just like he did it for Israel he can do it for you he wants to turn for you your mourning into dancing by his right hand his right hand let me give you another promise Psalm 77 Psalm 77 Verse 10. And I said, this is my anguish. This is my anguish. Who knows what it's like to experience anguish? Anguish of heart. You know, to know what it is for your heart to be so troubled. You know, and the yearning to be so great on the inside and the circumstance. Who knows what it's like to be in a state of contradiction where the promise of God over your life and your natural circumstance just don't weigh up, just don't measure up. I mean, that can bring about great anguish, great, great pain on the inside. And the, the psalmist gives us a recommendation as to what to do when you're in anguish. This is my anguish but I will remember the years of the right hand of the most high I will remember the works of the Lord I will remember the years of the right hand the right hand of the most high I will remember the works of the Lord what do you do when you're in that place of anguish what do you do when you're waiting for God to turn that which only he can turn I tell you what you do, you remember the years of the right hand, the most high. You remember when he's done it before. Remind yourself, when has God done it before? When has God turned something for you before? Can you look back on your life and can you pinpoint the things, the miracle power of God? Have you got a testimony? Have you experienced before where he has turned something for you? It says, remember the years of the Most High. Remember the works of the Lord. And what you do, you remind yourself. You encourage yourself. You say, he's done it before. He can do it again. Lord, you did it in my finances, so you can do it in my body. You did it in my relationships, so you can do it for, for me. You, again, you, you've done it. Listen, I believe. If you don't have, you might think, turnings? I haven't experienced any turnings. Are you saved? Are you saved? Because that's the greatest turning of all. If you're born again, that's the greatest turning. I mean, at that moment when you opened up your heart to the Lord Jesus, did you know that you literally got relocated spiritually? I mean, you got translated. You got transported. You changed, the Bible says, spiritual address from darkness to light, from death to life. I mean, that is an absolute miracle. I mean, God, who was from a distance, your spirit that was dead to God became alive to him. And you can have a relationship with him. You become one spirit with him. I mean, 
that is absolutely amazing. That is mind-blowing. There is no other turning like that. And if he turned me from eternal death to eternal life, my goodness, if he turned my spiritual situation around, he can turn around my financial situation. He can turn around my relationship situation. He can turn around my ministry situation. He's done it before. He can do it again. And what's more, I believe in a God of precedence. <coughs> God of precedence. What do I mean? When uh, I lived in Perth before I was in the ministry, I worked in human resource management. And for a while I was located at the Crown Law Department in Perth. So I had a bit to do with lawyers and, and, and courts and legal stuff. And, and there is such a thing in, uh, in, in the legal world as, as precedence. So essentially this, if a judge hands down a decision that is a, a, a new interpretation of, of law, then that goes on the record books in the, in, the, in, the, in the legal records as a precedent. And it, as it were, sets the bar. It sets the mark. It sets the benchmark. And, and people going to court then on the strength of, of that that law can appeal to the decision that's been made before. Well, you made that decision for them. You can do it for me. It's happened before. It can happen again. And God, our righteous judge, is no respecter of persons. And I believe if he's done it before, he can do it again. If he did it for her, he can do it for me. Encourage yourself. If you can't look back on your life and see turnings that you can encourage yourself with, Get into your word. Get into the word of God. It is a record of turnings. It is one turning after another. And you can appeal to God and say, God, you turned it for the widow of Zarephath. You could turn it for me. You did it for her. You can do it for me. You turned it for, the, for blind Bartimaeus. You did it for him. You can do it for me. You did it before. You can do it again. Lord, you turned it for Hannah. You turned it for Elizabeth. You turned it for Sarah. You did it before. You can do it again. Did it for her. You can do it for me. Lord, you turned it for the, for the disciples when they needed fish. Lord, you turned it for them when they needed tax money. Did it before, can do it again. Let's remember the years of the right hand, the right hand, the right hand of the Most High. Let's remember the works of the Lord. God won't turn what you're trying to turn. See, when I, have to, when I give the jar now to my husband... I mean, it's not a case of wrestling over it and like, oh, let, oh, let, no, I don't even, I mean, I give it one go and if I can't turn it, I just give it to him. And he knows that he can turn what I can't turn. I mean, he's stronger than me. That's just the fact. And sweetheart, just because you can't turn it doesn't mean it's not turnable. Hey, just because you've tried your best. You know, some of us can be very spiritual about our own efforts. We think we put it in God's hands. But you know something, to really release it, to really put it in his hands. I mean, that's not necessarily an easy thing. Especially when it concerns things close to us, when it concerns people we love. As a parent, you know, as a wife, you know, to let go, even as, as, as a daughter. My mother's widowed, my father passed away. About 12 years ago, I live in a different part of Australia to her. She's not getting any younger. And, you know, I, I, I can carry that. I, I, I can, you know, she's got health issues. You know, we, we can try to do God's work 
unknowingly. Even our prayers born out of anxiety. I think our prayers are turning it. No, it's not our prayers that are turning it. It's the God of the turning. You understand? It's not even your faith. It's your faith in the God of the turning. And God wants to turn for you your mourning into dancing. He wants to take off your sackcloth and clothe you with gladness. I had for a number of years um, an incurable condition called asthma. Doctors will tell you asthma is incurable. I was on two puffers a day. I had my Ventolin, my grey one, and I had my purple preventative one. And I was ministering in Geelong, Victoria one year, and the people I was staying with encouraged me to believe. They offered to pray. She had experienced healing of asthma. God had turned it for her. She had faith that he could turn it for me. As she prayed, as they prayed, I mean, it was just amazing what happened. I mean, I got more than I bargained for. Anyone ever experienced that? You got more than you bargained for? You think you're going in for one thing and you come out with another. And I, well, I cried and I cried and, I mean, a floodgate opened up. I've never had an asthma attack since. I went back to the doctor, did a lung capacity test. Normal. Normal. That's called a turning. That, that which is impossible. That which is incurable. That which is too hard for us is not too hard for God. My brother, he doesn't know the Lord yet, but our relationship for many years was strained. And I can't even tell you how it got that way. I really don't know. But we would talk to each other probably once a year, usually on our birthdays. And when text messaging came in, he even stopped the talking and resorted to text message, happy birthday. That was it, once a year. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't see that as a particularly fulfilling sibling relationship because I don't have any brothers and sisters and neither of us have children. And so at that point, it was, I was before I was married, I mean, him and mum is all that I had. And I thought, Lord, you know, this doesn't strike me as being blessed, you know, like... I see families who relate and connect and share each other's lives. My brother's the sort of person like, how are you going? What's it to you? You know, how are you? Okay. What are you doing? Not much. Anyone got someone like that in their life who communicates on that level? And, and I just started, you know, I remember just crying out to God and saying, God, I mean, he's all I've got. Lord, I would just so love to know him. I can't say that I know my brother. I mean, we were both at that time in our 30s and I'm thinking, you know, what is this? And I started to cry out to God. And God gave me an idea. When you start putting your faith in the God of the turning, he will still, it's not about passivity. I'm not preaching passivity tonight. Because God will still involve us through acts of faith. In, in, in the turning process. Turning is a process. Turning is a process. And so God said, give him a ring. I thought, it's not his birthday. Exactly. That's just the point. Not his birthday. I rang him. He was very suspicious. I was like, what do you want? I was just thinking of you. I just thought I'd give you a ring. Just... He said, well, he, 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 you know, he, he wasn't overjoyed. 
to hear from me. Made the mistake of mentioning the Lord, you know, like, oh, God put you on my heart. Well, then he just went off, went nuts. So I can't even tell you what he said. You dragged me off the stage. I'd never be invited back. It, it was quite strong. Well, I hung up and I burst into tears. I thought, yeah, great thought, great idea. And, and just put it aside until a couple of weeks later, I got the same idea again. The same, I thought, the Lord said, do it again, do it again. So I rang him again. This time he was actually at the AFL grand final. And he said, can't talk now. Hung up, right? I just kept doing it and again and looking for opportunities, looking for reasons. And then I heard that his favourite band was coming to Australia. So I rang him up to see if he was going. I said, Paul, I've heard that Creed's coming you know, to town. They were going to be in Adelaide in a, in a few weeks' time. <coughs> and he said, what? Oh, he hadn't heard anything about it. Well, it turned out they weren't going to Perth where he lived. They were just going to the eastern state. So I tried to encourage him to come to Adelaide, stay and go to the concert with his sister, but no, he flew over Adelaide and went to Melbourne. But the next day after that concert, something happened that never had happened before. And it was this. He rang me. He rang me and he shared with me everything that had happened the night before at that concert. I mean, every song every special effect, every crowd response, he shared with me. Now, maybe to you, that's no big deal. But for me, that was a turning. That was a miracle. That was a breakthrough. And we have just continued to build. He was texting me today with the grand final scores as they were. And what's more, my brother gave me away at my wedding. It's called a turning. An area of mourning that is no longer... No longer an area of mourning for me. It's an area of dancing and I can share and I can testify and I can encourage you. That if he did it for me, he can do it for you. If it's happened before, it can happen again. Because God's hand, his right hand, his favour, he wants to turn for you your mourning into dancing. He wants to take off your sackcloth. Maybe it's financially hidden. Maybe it's still a disappointment of a relationship that's failed. Maybe. There's a dream that's unfulfilled. I don't know your circumstance today. I don't know particularly what it is. But God wants to turn for you. Turn for you. Could I have the worship team return, please? Could I have every eye closed right now? Because I don't know you all here tonight. And I want to give you opportunity, first and foremost, if you have not experienced the spiritual turning of going from darkness to light. If you've not experienced what it is to go from being, to being separated from God, to being one with him, if you don't know what it is to receive the Lord Jesus into your heart, maybe you believe in God. You might even be spiritual. You might have some sort of beliefs. But tonight I want you to consider, with every eye closed, I want you to consider your spiritual condition. I want you to consider tonight, are you walking with God? Do you know him? Is he your friend? Because if he's not tonight and you feel tonight that, that this is a moment of opportunity, of decision, maybe you're experiencing, experiencing what it is to have Jesus knock on the door of your heart. You know, that door has one handle and it's on the inside. It's on the inside. We let him in. He doesn't barge in. He doesn't push his way in. But if you don't have a relationship with God, you can do. He, he, he so wants you to. 
and to experience what it is to be separated from God, to being one with him, to being together with him. And so if there's anyone like that here tonight, Tiwok, he brings you forgiveness for your past. He gives you hope for your future. He gives you peace for the present. And I want to pray with anyone tonight. I'm just going to pray a prayer tonight. I'm going to include you in it. If you'd say, Vicky, I've never done that before. I know that there's a need on the inside of me. I know that there's a spiritual need. And, and, I, and I want that. I'm looking at other people and they've got something that I don't have. And I need that. Or maybe you, you have given your heart to the Lord once before. But you're not walking like it. You dropped the ball somewhere. I don't know what happened. You got disappointed. People let you down. And in your heart, you've, you've hardened. You, you're not walking with him the way you used to. And you, you, get, you need to get back into the God zone. You need to get back, back in the center of relationship with him. So if that's you tonight, you say, yes, Vicky, include me in your prayer. I was going to ask you to raise your hand. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Thank you, darling. Thank you, sweetheart, down the back. That's fantastic. Is there anybody else tonight? Anybody else? I want to pray to you in just a moment. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to pray for you. Anyone else wants to be included? Feel there could be a couple more. And maybe your heart's beating and you're thinking, look, I don't really know what this is all about. I tell you what, you never, never know if you never, ever go. What if nothing happens? What if it does? What if nothing changes? What if it does? If there's anybody else, in just a moment, I'm going to pray for those ones. Just giving one last moment. I won't prolong it anymore. I've got three girls who've raised their hand and said, yeah, count me in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I tell you what, girls, this is what we're going to do. I like the uh, to Anna for, to, to, to lead us. I want us all to stand. And those of you who raised your hands, I'm going to stand right here. And I just love you to come and meet me. And I'm going to pray for you in just a second. You can bring a friend if you like. Bring someone with you. Bring as many as you like. Just come. Just come so I can meet you. Introduce yourself and I can pray for you. Amen. Let's, let's stand, girls. Thank you, Lord. for you and you need to get right with God, you want to get back on the God page, right back in the God zone, come, come, don't miss out, don't miss out, let's, let's worship girls, let's lift our hands, yes Lord.
pray. This prayer I'm about to pray, we're all going to pray it. And you might be out there tonight. And if you pray this prayer for the first time and mean it, please let somebody know. Please tell your friend who you've come with or come up to me or anyone for that matter. And I want you girls at the front to repeat this prayer. And it doesn't matter if you've done it before because the important thing now is that you are obeying him and you're coming back. You're coming back. It's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's going to be different. Not like I can just see Pauline. It's like you're going to have a whole new God encounter. You've always believed. You've always done your best. But I see God opening up a whole new dynamic, a whole new aliveness in God. Like you're going to hear him like never before. It's just going to be different. And so can we pray this, girls? This is so important, yeah? I mean, this is what I live for, yeah? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me to give me life. And right now, I give you my life. I thank you, Lord, that you love me and that you have a great plan for me. I'm sorry that I've ignored you and lived life my own way, but today I choose your way. I thank you, Lord, that today is the start of a brand new life in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, I thank you right now, Lord, for Dory, and I thank you, Father, the plans that you do have for her, Lord. And you're turning, Lord, that lid for her right now. Lord God, you're turning. And I see you, I see flowers. I see, Lord God, a blossoming. I see, Lord God, an awakening on the inside and, and an experience with you, Lord God, such as she's not had before. Father, you're just opening up, God. God, opening up, Father God, as it were, hidden treasures. You're, you're, oh, Father, I just see a door opening, Lord God, and it's a door into, Lord, the next stage of her destiny. Oh, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Father, for Pauline. Father, I come against fear in Jesus' name. And the things, Lord God, that have bound and that have tormented and that have harassed. But, Father, I thank you today is a new day and a spirit, Father God, is alive to you. And you've been drawing her. And, Lord God, you, you so love her and you're so on her side. I thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you right now. Kimberly. Father, Kimberly. Oh, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you so love her. And he's not disappointed in you, Kimberly. He wants you to know he's not disappointed. He's not disappointed. I see some things you just need to forget about, some things you just need to move on from, some things that just and start to pick up the call of God, start to pick up the future, pick up. Let, let, like, let go and pick up. And he doesn't hold it against you. He, 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 I can just see, it's like, you know, he, he, just, he just puts it totally out of mind. He remembers it no more. And I thank you, Father. 
Pray. Thank you, Lord God, for peace. Peace for Kimberly. Peace to Kimberly. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Father, for Danny right now, I thank you, God. Mm, God, you love her. You're so on her side. God, before you can be against you, and I see you coming to know God as your dad, as your heavenly father, in such a real way. Such, not just in words, not just, yeah, I know that, but I mean, really, you're going to experience his presence and his power in such an amazing new way. And I see, once in your family, you know, I see, have you got a brother? Yeah, I see, I, I see, you got more than one? I saw some brothers, too, and I saw God doing something in their life because of you, because of you. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the great thing you're going to do, even in her family. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. If you have an area in need of a turning, if you've got that area of impossibility and you've tried everything to turn that thing, I mean, your, your hands are hurting. You've done so much to turn it. Or maybe it's one of those things that you've just, you've, you've let go of, but God is rebooting your faith again. He's breathing again upon the embers of that deferred hope. And he's saying, you don't have to learn, you don't have to, learn to live with it. This is not the way it's going to remain. If that's you tonight, I want you just to step out from where you are and just come forward. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for the areas in need of a turning. God wants to turn for you. You're mourning in a dancing. He wants to take off your sackcloth and clothe you with, with gladness. I'm going, to, I'm going to pray corporately, generally, and then I'm going to ask the ministry team. Is that possible? Those of you assigned to pray. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, just come forward, make room, push through. Oh, yeah. oh Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Let's just wait on God. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah. Woody, Andy, Andy, Andy. Can you turn this into a progression? Is that possible? Just, just move on this, just into simple, something I can sing to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, I thank you that you're here, Holy Spirit, oh Lord, oh God, you're moving. We're just building, just building. I'm just just waiting for the water table of God's Spirit to rise. He wants to do something. I want you all, I want you all to step into the zone with me and let's worship Him. Yeah, oh Lord. Oh, glorify you, magnify you, oh Lord. 
God, you're awesome. You're amazing. God, you're powerful. All authority, oh Lord, is in your name. God, you're gonna turn it. You're gonna turn it. You're gonna turn it. You're gonna turn it. Your arm is not so weak, it cannot turn. Oh Lord, you're gonna turn for us. Oh God, you're gonna turn and turn and turn. Oh Lord, flowing like a river. Oh Lord, well, you're anointing. Faith, faith, faith in God's right hand. Take your eyes off your circumstance onto his hand. Take it off yourself onto his hand oh god right now we put into the hand that job that thing you know what it is personally individually each and every one of you oh we put it in your hand we put it in your hand we put it in your hand i want you to sing that with me all together i put it in your hand i put it in your hand i put it in your hand Oh Lord, we put it in your hand, we put it in your hand, we put it in your hand. I can't, but you can. I can't, but you can. I can't, but you can turn it for me. I can't, but you can. I can't, but you can. Can turn it for me. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for your grace, all for your favor, all your favor to your daughters here tonight. God, the family, Lord, the finances, the health, relationship, career. Oh, Lord, ministry and destiny. Lord, life-controlling issues. There's habits here tonight. God wants to turn it the things that you've not been set free from. God wants to turn it. He wants to turn for you. You're going to turn. You're going to turn. Yes, you're going to turn for me. Sing it. You're going to turn. You're going to turn. Yes. You're gonna turn for me. You're gonna turn. You're gonna turn. Yes. You're gonna turn for me. You're gonna turn. You're gonna turn. Yeah. You're gonna turn for me. There's a lady over on my right in green, and as you're singing, you're turning. I love it. <laughs> you're turning. It's a like prophetic action powerful you're gonna turn you're gonna turn yes you're gonna turn if you want to do a bit of a turn yourself be my guest bit of a twirl you're gonna turn for me yeah you're gonna turn dare to do it dare to do it symbolizing the turning symbolizing the promise of God you're gonna turn yeah you're gonna turn for me 
Possible with man is possible with God. Jesus said to Martha, Did I not say that if you would believe, you would see the power of God? Do not say if you believe, there's a fresh believing happening here tonight. Single girls have been believing to be married, believing for a partner. It's gonna turn, it's gonna turn, it's gonna turn, it's gonna turn, it's gonna turn. Relationship situations where there's not been where there's not been peace or harmony. Oh, it's gonna turn, yeah. Oh, mine have turned before. It doesn't matter. It's not happened before. Because it happened before doesn't mean it's not gonna happen. God's done it before, he's gonna do it again. Done it for her, can do it for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's rain from heaven falling. There's rain. I just see, I literally can see in the spirit. Holy Spirit rain. Holy Spirit rain. Yeah, pouring out. Pouring out. Yeah. Curable disease, it's gonna turn, it's gonna turn. Oh, yeah, the things that are hard for man, it's gonna turn. There are people here who've suffered rejection. I see the very ones you've been rejected by, they're gonna turn, they're gonna turn. Favor, favor. Well, there's not been favour before. We've been overlooked for promotion. Oh, it's going to turn. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Healing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, I thank you, God. For every one of these situations, Lord. I'm just going to ask the ministry team just to, you know, to come and just to pray prayers of agreement. Pray prayers of agreement that God's going to turn. God's going to turn for them. They're mourning in the dancing. He's going to take off their sackcloth and clothe them with gladness.